Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, uh, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And I'm on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys, uh, that's another one. And you can call, also email me, SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. Uh, this morning, I have a wonderful poet for you, actually the Poet Laureate for the Philadelphia area. Um, she has written books. Um, she has won a leeway, uh, several leeway uh, grants uh, from the foundation, a Pew Fellowship. Um, she is um, a teacher. She's a mentor. Uh, she's a social worker. Um, what else do I need to tell you about her? <laughs> it, it's amazing how many hats she wears. And um, I just want to welcome this morning uh, Trapita Mason. Thank you so much, Trapita, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. What a nice, uh, you know, introduction there. Um, thanks for having me. This is great. What a gem your show is, and it's a pleasure to be here. Well, you have done a lot of things in your life. Um, some people probably couldn't fit that in a lifetime, and you still have a long way to go. So I'm definitely looking forward to what the next chapters will be. But, you know, today I have you on. Um, we're going to be talking about your work with Monette Sudler. And mm-hmm. uh, it was Yay. really a beautiful, beautiful CD, the combination of your voice, your work, uh, and her guitar playing, uh, the other instruments. It was just a nice, very cool, calming, sexy in some points, you know, angry at other points, uh, <laughs> CD. <laughs> thank you. It, thank you. That was definitely a labor of love, um, you know, because we we spent a number of years, and it was a, you know, self-funded project. Well, actually, my husband is the producer, I should say, and um, just because he believed in the work. But it was just a labor of love. You know, Monette and I have known each other. We're really good friends. We've known each other for over 20 years. And um, this is the second CD that we did. And we just really wanted to tell our truth. And she's telling hers through music, and I'm doing it through poetry. So, you know, that, that always is a good combination. Well, let me play one of the songs. This is like one of the first songs on the CD. Okay. It's okay. One Flame. All right. Oh, Okay. One flame, one flame, one flame, one flame. And a stranger held my hand, and I remember thinking, this is how we get through. This is how we get through. This is how we get through this sort of thing. We take that hand that has been extended. We don't dwell on anything else, not on one thing that will sever us, 
that will divide us. We take the hand that has been extended. We don't dwell on who leads. You know, we want to believe that right now, you know, reaching out to other people, trying to help one another, people who are shut in. We were just talking about that right before the show started, you and I. But we can't touch people anymore. Like, no. can we? I mean, what do you think, Trapita? Like, how will we get through this? I, I think there are ways that we can. You know, we can do it through the arts. Of course, we can do it through music. We can do it through poetry, visual arts. We can, and we can reach out. It's so funny because my aunt was saying, that song is so necessary right now. We should, you know, probably put the link on Facebook. And then I said, oh, but it says you take the hand, <laughs> you know, and that's just really <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So we were thinking about that, but that doesn't matter. It just means whether that's spiritually, whether it's emotionally, whether it's physically in terms of calling up a friend. Um, you know, I, I know I with the little grocery things, picking up food for people, putting that in front of, you know, their door. Uh, Mother's Day mm-hmm. coming up, my sister's a mother, putting something in front of her door. There are ways that we can still touch people directly and indirectly without the physical contact. So, so yeah, I think that that's, I stopped using like, um, I stopped using social distancing and I started using the word more like physical, um, because I think that's more, the physical part is what we want to be mindful and careful about, but socially we should still be reaching out to other people. Definitely. Definitely. Now you had, um, sent me a link to a YouTube video, uh, when mm-hmm. you also spoke about what we're going through. Would you mind reading a little bit of that poem from the video? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I did this video. um, It was commissioned by the Pew Center for Arts and Heritage. They asked all of their poets, Pew Fellow poets, in the month of April to create a video at home, you know, some work of their, you know, with their poetry. And we have to Mm -hmm. think about today's time. So I wrote something called We Will Make Something Out of This Too. And I'll read, like, the first couple of paragraphs, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. We are the builders, the creators, and the magicians of our lives. We are the designers and the inventors of our lives, and we will make something out of this, too. We strain to understand this new language in our grave and weary lilt, in our haggard cadence. We mouth to one another stock words, distancing, isolation, loss emptiness. Someone will ask us if we're going to be all right, and we will tell them only if we believe it. Another will ask us if we're going to get through this, and we will tell them that we will have to want it bad enough to see it. We strain to manage this new way of learning ourselves. The day before the world tilted, I claimed to be a lover of humankind. I touted my goodwill and arrogance about bear my self-righteousness, and feel good across my chest. And then when the world placed us in time out, I had to prove it. I had to take only my ration from the market, check on neighbors and phone friends, press my palms against glass to see family, my hellos and goodbyes muted, my farewells and homegoings silenced. I walk these streets I know like a stranger, like a soul outside of herself. Hold my lone woman praise and worship. Be okay with passing through the same four rooms while Mahalia blankets me in song. 
how I got over. I've been falling and rising all of these years. But you know, my soul sits back and wonder, how did we make it over? I know that we are builders, designers, architects of our lives. We can draft an existence one day, and when it's upended, erase, maintain the foundation, and start over the next, all in our dojo of life. And in this, and this world has become our sensei, and we are self-students studying this new language, this new thing, meditating and marveling, moving and mourning, marinating and musing. Each day, another chance to practice being human. Each day, another chance to learn to master ourselves. So that's the poem. Wow. One of the things that taught me, uh, you're welcome, uh, the dojo. Uh, I was raised as a Buddhist. Well, half a Buddhist and then half my family, they're still traditional. Um, they were uh, Baptists. But um, so when I heard that, it just kind of caught my ear. And then, you know, just so many beautiful lines in there. Uh, but like you said, I think we should use physical distancing, not the social distancing. And your power, your, there's power in your poem in like we have control of some things. Like we're the builders. You know, you talk about we're the architects, you know, and I think people felt right now or feel right now, maybe feel, I'm not going to put words in people's mouths, that they don't have any control, you know, um, yeah, over their you know, lives. It's like we, yeah, and it's interesting because that's what really um, compelled me to think about what I wanted to say or convey in this poem. Um, the, the fact is, um, these are extremely difficult times. There are challenges, there are devastating losses, can't be near our people when we're losing them. And this, you know, and then we, we're learning that a lot of times in black and brown communities, you know, the, the rates are higher of the people that are suffering. Um, but in this poem, what I really wanted to convey was we have been through tremendous um, struggles in our history, in our present day. When you look at a Maude Aubrey case, um, you know, tremendous struggles, and we, we make something out of it. We either, our, our voices either become stronger um, or we create art or we create protests. You know, that, that's what I'm trying to say, that we do have to give ourselves a moment to grieve. I mean, this is a natural thing, the grief process, and to be able to sit yeah. with our anxiety. But we also know that we can come out of there to survive it, that we can come out of it, you know, just remembering that we have control over the situation. Definitely, definitely. I just want to play another uh, song and poem from the album. It's called Read, and then we'll talk about that a little bit, okay? Sure. Read when mothers and fathers leave, when they hurt. When they fling words like girls don't, girls shouldn't, a girl couldn't. When the TV asks you to drop it like it's hot, to let it bounce, to take it off. When the boy who wants to holler is so fine, and you so lonely, and you so hurting, and you so curious, and he's there and your daddy ain't. Mm. Books will be your megaphone, your soapbox, your abstinence pledge, your no means no, and I've got places to go and things to do, so I ain't messing with you.
So that has a couple things in there, but it brings me to the question, why did you become a poet? Hmm. I I just, it was just, you know, I know people say this a lot. Um, I didn't, like, go wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a poet. I've been writing uh, since I was in the fifth grade. And I never, I didn't do an MFA program, as you know. Um, I went on and um, did political science, eventually social work and things like that. For me, it was more of writing for survival, writing and therapy. And I didn't start really, mm-hmm. even though I was participating in college and reading and writing, uh, you know, reading, I didn't like fully really call myself like a poet until I was almost in my late 20s, early 30s. You know, it was something I had mm. to kind of come into my own. But for me, it is a means for me um, to really make it through each day. It is also a platform where I'm able to tell those underrepresented stories. Um, And it's so important for me to be an amplifier of experiences Mm -hmm. and voices, um, particularly in communities where um, those opportunities don't always exist. So for me, I just want to tell stories, and sometimes they're quiet stories. They're just regular, everyday stories, and sometimes they, you know, they're a little bit more amplified. So writing for me is just the way I cope. Yeah, you have, um, I would say, a spotlight on the ordinary, but then it becomes not so ordinary anymore. You know, like I was listening to the the video of Father, the the poem about the father, and the way that you talk about the man and you know it just at first it seems this like simple character but then you kind of make it like smooth tasty cream cheese if you will (laughs) you want to eat more of it and hear more of the words that you're saying you know Um. (laughs) yeah yeah so I think when I teach um, I've been a teaching artist for many years I enjoy it I've worked with people from kids to adults to preschool you name it and I think um, one thing I always talk about is the craft and being able to first of all read other poets there are a number of poets I adore and then but also crafting revising I still have a lot to learn as a writer but um, so when you talk about that piece with the father poem, yeah, it is an ordinary experience. And but I but I wanted it to be a, a lot more universal. I wanted to tell a story that is almost within a frame where this person's life, as as small as it may seem, is just enlarged and it's glorious. And and people need to understand their experiences. So that's the craft part about the writing. So it's one thing to get yeah. words done on paper. It's another thing to take your time to revise, to edit, and to really put a lot of work into honing your craft. And sometimes I really now hope the, that sometimes I'm successful at that with the, the poems. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Based on Thank your you. Things of that nature. <laughs> I think Thank you can you. pat yourself on the back here, Trapita. Don't don't worry. About I'm that. going to do that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So now when you um. When you got the notice that you were the Philadelphia Poet Laureate, where were you? Oh, boy. It was this. It was early, uh, I think, what was it, December? or um, And I think I was, I was in my kitchen. Uh, I had just mm-hmm. cooked some dinner, and I was sitting at the table, and I got a call from the uh, 
one of the former poet laureates who's also a good friend, um, Miss Yolanda Wisher, a phenomenal mm-hmm. poet. And yeah. um, I got a call from her, and she says, are you sitting down? I'm like, oh, okay, either this is good news or, you know, she was calling on behalf of the committee. And um, she told me, and um, I was so excited. And then they told me that, but you can't tell anybody, you know, <laughs> right now, except maybe one or two. Oh, my know, gosh, how long did members. you have to hold it in? Uh, I how think I held it in for about in? two weeks or so, two or three <gasps> weeks, because uh, it was oh officially goodness. announced <laughs> on my uh, younger sister's birthday on December 12th at the um, at the free library. Yeah, so she told me, like, in the beginning, and then I had to, like, hold on to it. It's been an interesting Ooh. couple of months, yeah. <laughs> hold on to it. But I was very, 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 very excited, and um, I have... Some, some plans for my Poet Laureate activity that I'm going to um, do. I have two years. So I was feeling a little bummed out about the slow start to the year, but I'm putting some things in place now for a project called um, Healing Verse Philly, and I'm going to yes. be expanding the narrative of mental health um, and okay. poetry, using poetry as a way to, and I have three major projects planned on this, but I'm really looking through, I'm really talking about mental health, mental illness, and just people's well-being um, through poetry and involving a community of individuals, including writers and behavioral and mental health um, practitioners. So that's my, well, that's my forum. Is, this month is Mental, mental health, health Awareness Month. May, may um, people may not be aware, but it is. And, you know, it people, is, when you yes. say that word, they get a little scared, you know, um, they – I mean, there's so many thoughts that run through their mind that they're violent. Somebody's going to rape them or hurt them. Um, yeah. People constantly, all different, I guess the extremes they, they, they think of. But, um, like, one of the things, you know, that people sometimes deal with are, is anxiety. It's not, mm-hmm. it could be mm-hmm. huge, but it could be small, you know. And yeah. I think yeah. um, the healing verse would be very helpful um, for people. Uh, now, because you are you're using your art and you're using your social work together to um, yeah, I've always mm-hmm. yes, I've always been trying to figure out a way to bring the two together, and I think this platform is exactly the place where it can land. Um, and it's not just for talking to people who are you know who have lived experiences in mental illness, but it's talking to our whole community, our whole city. Um, and yes. just, you know, looking at removing stigma and raising awareness. Because there's a lot of stigma, as you said, um, attached to a mental illness. But poetry is a place that anybody can enter if it's done well, if it's, like, done in a way where you're, you're, you're letting people have access. Um, so once they enter through the poetry, then they can learn about the other things like mental health and how important it is for emotional well-being. Now there's a there's another poet laureate, but she's a teenager, um, uh, Mia Concepcion, I believe her name is. Yes, yes. Is that yes, correct? Yes. She's okay. Yes, she's the youth poet laureate, and we actually there are two things that were supposed to happen. Unfortunately, because of COVID nineteen, it didn't. But I did meet Mia. She's a lovely, lovely person, um, you know, and and they're you know really wonderful individual. And we were supposed to read together at an event actually in April, which got canceled at a place called mm-hmm. The Study. That was going to be our reading. And then the free um, library organized a poet laureate reading, which is a tradition. 
with the Youth Poet Laureate and also the Adult Poet Laureate. And that was supposed to happen in June. Um, okay. It hasn't really been canceled yet, but it's only a couple of weeks away. So, I, you know, and the libraries, of course, are all closed right now. So, yeah. you know, um, but I had an opportunity to meet Mia, and um, Mia is a really gifted person, and um, she's going to be doing some big things in the world of poetry and is currently doing some big things. Well, let's play another uh, clip. This is uh, for some sisters uh, from the album. Okay. Okay. There is so much beauty in a sister who loves herself. We smile at ourselves every time we can stand up straight without tipping over, for we are balanced now. We can look at this here skin, and we are satisfied. Look at this body with the wide hips and the heavy thighs, and we are satisfied. All those interested in disturbing our peace of mind are denied entrance here. We do not wish to be put through changes, not hit, cursed, or manipulated. See, you got to love us or leave us alone. Love us or leave us alone. Love us or leave us alone. (laughs) You know, Reed is talking to, I feel, young and and older women, you know, but I like Mm -hmm. the young, the young part specifically. I remember being that age and the boy looking so fine and, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting to kiss him and sneaking behind somewhere. But, you know, um, (laughs) the the books could save you, you know, you have other parts in there talking about, you know, bullying and all kinds of things, and the books can save you. And um, I grew up in a family of readers. Like, you come to my house, I have, like, at least six bookshelves of books. And people come in like, are you a teacher? (laughs) I'm like, no, I just like to read. And then also for the show, I do a lot of reading. Uh, But uh, even before then, and it will save you. You know, it, it will save you and take you places and um, give you confidence and because you, you can think about, well, how did this character handle something? And now you have for some sisters, and it's like after Reed, it's like, okay, now I'm balanced. I'm more assured. Do you feel that you're uh, more assured and balanced now, um, or do you feel like you're still working on some things in your life? Oh, well, we're always working on things in our lives. You know, that's that's never ending. But I can tell you, even with everything going on around me, and, you know, I lost a significant person, my mother, like two years ago, and that's left Mm. an impact. But with everything going on around me, I'm feeling pretty balanced, and I'm feeling good. Of course, I have my anxieties like everybody else did or do now. But um, I'm in a good place. I think I told you at the top of this interview that um, it took me a long time to say, oh, I'm a poet. And a lot of that was about Mm -hmm. validation, you know, and Mm -hmm. looking for external validation, and which is never a good idea. But, you know, we all kind of stay in that lane for a little while. And it got to a point where I just had to accept myself and also honor the gifts that I had, you know, and not making, there's a quote, I forget where it's from, but not making yourself small, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that Marianne Williamson quote about yes. not shrinking mm-hmm. so you could be small. Um, so, no, mm-hmm. I'm in a For good place. Um, yeah, um, because a lot of people depend on us, we have to be there for ourselves as well um, and trying to stay mentally balanced. Um, so that poem right there, it really does speak to where I'm at. I 
feel good despite the history and the her stories. Um, and, you know, all of that, I just feel really, really um, good about where I'm at now. And there is a beautiful, you know, I've adapted that poem in, in different ways for women and for communities. And um, okay. I think when you're able to be comfortable with yourself, that shines through, you know. Um, and then Yeah, well, that's the Mary Williamson thing. Yeah. The women, so yeah. like you shine and allow other people to shine and they see your light. Yeah. I gave that out yeah. to some young people, you know, I gave that to them so that they could see, you know, something unique in you, the world needs that, you know, yeah. only you that, can that do is, that thing the yeah. way you do it. You know what I mean? Um, there's millions so of poets, true. but you, your poetry says something specific, you know, that, that comes out. And it may hit a person that they, they're like, oh, wow. And they could read some other poet, and it's like, eh, oh, I can't deal with that. I don't know what that is, you know. Right, because so, um, it's all subjective, right? Um, mm-hmm, yes, how, exactly. how, it, how it lands on people. And you know that saying, um, you know, you can't be everything to everybody or everything's not for everybody. And you just have mm-hmm. to find that lane that works for you. Um, and I, I, Do you when, like when mentoring I young with, people? I'm sorry, I was just about to talk about that, how much I love it. Are you serious? Um, you know, yeah, I do. Cool. Um, I, I love it. I, I work, you know, I, I up until the COVID piece, I was doing some um, workshops at Northeast High School with Albu Fancy, the culture. And just, just seeing that, because of my work schedule, I don't get to do that as much. Um, mm-hmm. But seeing the excitement back in those young people's faces, it was just amazing. Um, and they have stories to tell. A writer, a great writer said to me one time, listen, you are talking about all your hardships, which I've had in my life being an immigrant and all of that. He said, but those are gifts. Your hardships are gifts because while people are, like, reaching for straws to figure out what to write about, you have all these things to write about. So mm-hmm. I love mentoring. I love giving the message to young people. There's a young woman who's graduating from college this week that I had the pleasure of having a month of, like, through her school, they organize it, poetry, uh, like, one-on-one sessions. And in the one month, okay. she's written 15 poems. She's oh, excited. Wow. You know, that, yeah, like, we were having, wow. we met in person, and then we've been having weekly phone calls in the, the semester. And um, she just really took leaps, you know. And, um, and so I see the impact and the power of the arts and of artists who are generous with their time, I mean, as best as we can be, because we all have stuff to do, where you want to kind of impact the lives of other people, especially young people, because, you know, they're they're going to be the ones that are going to chart the course um, for, in future, you know, future generations. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're only here for a short period, you know, that's the thing. You don't want to be morbid about it, but, you know, we are, we're only here for a certain amount of time, you know, at that at the yeah. most a hundred something, a hundred fifteen, fourteen if 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 you know that happens. So yeah, you know, you have to pass on <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, you have to pass on your knowledge. But also I think being in that light, like working with young people, let me tell you, I had to work with um a group of young boys for like over almost almost a year. And the first time mm-hmm. it happened I was really nervous. Because I'm like, oh God, like how are they gonna take me? I'm like a woman. Just all these things are going through my <laughs> yeah. head. Yeah. And um, I had a co-facilitator, I had two, and they end up leaving. And I end up being by myself mm. with this group of boys. They were teenagers. Wow. Woo. Wow. I, like, prayed, you know. But I Guess bet what? you did it. I bet they saw it your life. It was amazing. 
computer. It was amazing. They pushed me. You know, they pushed me yeah. to go to some other place that I didn't think I could go, you know. So I feel when people say what's wrong in the world or they're talking about young people and they're bad-mouthing them on the corner and this and that, I'm always saying to people, when was the last time you spoke to a young person? Yeah, you know? I'm telling you, they are, young, our young people, are, they're our light. And um, and we have to, you know, that song says about the one flame. We do have to, we have to get into the business of embracing them and telling them yes. about their helping them see their own power. So no, I, that's that's one hundred percent. Where I, if somebody asks me to do something, and you know, and I know a lot of times artists think about getting paid and pay. That's important to me as well. But if it involves, you know, young people, I'm I'm a lot more able to, you know, listen and try to figure out how I can be a part of it in some way. Um, And I'm so bummed because there's a couple of um, young people projects. I was doing a thing, a big poetry cafe at a church that's been postponed. And then I had these Liberian youth. I was going to be doing a big um, poetry workshop and reading with them in May, and that had to be postponed. But these things are really important for me. They keep me sane and happy. (laughs) Yes. Well, I hope that you stay sane and happy because I need you to write more poetry. Um, We do have (laughs) to stop the interview now, but um, I I wish you so much success with this uh, new role you're playing as Poet Laureate, and hopefully you'll be able to get out into the community more soon. Um, And maybe come back on the show when you write another beautiful poem, book, CD, something. I, love I don't to. know. It's going to happen. <laughs> it will. And I just want to tell you, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure um, to oh, meet you, you and to thank be on you. the show. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I will talk to you soon and have a great weekend, okay? Okay, you too. Take care now. All right, okay, thank bye you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm just finishing my interview with Trapita Mason. She's Philadelphia Poet Laureate. Uh, please check her out. I'll be giving away some of this CD that she did with Monette Sudler, so you better stay on social media. Check me out at Joy Keys on Twitter, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys on Facebook, and Saturdays with Joy Keys uh, on Instagram. Have a lovely weekend. Stay tuned. Next, I'll be speaking with singer Io. She's a French singer, and she has a wonderful new song out, or, I'm sorry, new album CD called Royal. Do you want to be a well-fed slave or a hungry free man? Do you want to be a well-fed slave or a hungry free man? We are in Liberia, and it is five days before Trump's immigration travel ban is announced. And I don't yet have an answer to Lucky's question, but my head bobs along to his roots rock reggae as we drive by towns with names so sweet like candy or honest grown folks love that it stumps me. Boltota, Bacom, Same, Sakoko, Batala, Zienzu, Mamu, Salala. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.